I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is such a treat to be here today. Today we have with us, blessing us, Koya Webb. Koya, how are you? Hey, I'm wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you are, dude. It is such a blessing to have you here. For those tuning into Koya for the first time, she's an international holistic health coach and the author of, wait for it, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce. She's a wellness trailblazer, inspirational speaker, celebrity holistic health coach, yoga instructor, and author who is on a mission to empower and lift the global community through education and entertainment. Can't wait to talk about that. She's also the founder of Get Loved Up, right, which is an international lifestyle movement and yoga school that inspires mental, spiritual, and physical health and wellness. The podcast and her new book, which is Let Your Fears Make You Fierce, basically are focused on how to turn common obstacles into seeds for growth and are committed to creating conscious communities worldwide that are focused on love consciousness. And uh, I feel a very, very, very deep alignment to all of this. So it is such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. <laughs> so one of the biggest, you know, like uh, again and again on the Inspired Evolution, people are like, what are one of your biggest takeaways from having interviewed all these different people? And I keep leaning on, leaning into this one simple thing that, you know, our biggest challenges often form our biggest gifts in life. And when I, see, when I, when I look into your book and it's like, let your fears make you fierce, I guess there's a couple of things like I really want to learn into like your story and how that all came about, but also just like on a really high level, like what does fierce mean to you? Mm, such, such a good question. And to me, a fierce is all about being willing to look at life with compassion. And being fierce, I have it as an acronym in the back of my book, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce, where I just break down being fit, being conscious, and all the different levels of fierceness you can be. 
Um, but at the end of the day, if I wrapped it all in a bow, it would be, you know, living your life, not afraid to experience all of life mm. and living your life in a way where you're causing the least amount of harm to yourself, others, and the planet. To me, that's living fiercely. So fully enjoying and experiencing life and in that enjoying and experiencing life, not harming yourself, others, and the planet. So it might sound easy, but it's actually not how most of us live. Mm. And it actually takes a lot of effort um, and consciousness more so uh, to live that way. So that is being fierce to me. I love that. And, you know, I think you touched on it, but the challenge of, you know, somehow there is this awareness. And now, like, I think more and more people are having this conversation that you've alluded to in terms of, you know, what is good for us is and what is good for others is ultimately what's good for the planet. Um, but sometimes that can be quite challenging for some people to really take on board, right? Like in terms of, but if it's like, you know, that like maybe it's a bit more self-centric or self-interested, but it's not always the case that that appears to be the most like transparent way. Like let's, let's just call like a simple example out, like going to the supermarket, taking a plastic bag home. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, it's super convenient. I can just walk home with a plastic bag. It's easy for me. It's not necessarily good for the planet, but it's easy for me. Um, that whole dialogue around what's, you know, not harming myself, not harming others and is ultimately best for the planet. Um, can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. I mean, when I grew up, I was, I'm from the South. I'm from Tennessee, first of all. I'm a Southern girl. I'm living in Cali now. I'm like a fish out of water when I first got here. <laughs> so my life has changed drastically from how I grew up. And I say that because most people listening, um, you know, and most of us, we grow up living one way. And the more that this consciousness is spreading and we're trying to live our best life and we're trying to live a life of compassion. So that's going to look a lot different from the life that you grew up in because that was decades ago and things are changing and things are evolving. And we're realizing that even though we have all these technological advances and we have all this social media and we have all this connection at an all time high, we have the greatest connection, but then we also have the greatest disconnection, right? And so we have these huge paradoxes happening mm -hmm. In life right now because we're advancing at such a fast rate it's like we haven't caught up to ourselves <laughs> so yeah. we're actually finally catching up to ourselves like whoa 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 okay yes we can make big, bigger vegetables but is that healthy mm. yes we can have a bigger chicken but is that compassionate mm. so it's, it's where we're looking at this advancement and saying okay great we got excited we created this we did this we were able to do these things bigger, better, faster, stronger, mm. but is this actually healthy for us in the long run? Mm. So I have so much compassion for, for the scientists and the inventors and everyone has put their heart and soul into making these explorations. But now we sit back and we say, okay, now let's look at it and wait a minute, we are suffering from anxiety and depression we are polluting Mother Earth. We are, you know, all these detrimental things are happening with these advancements. So now we're in a place where we're actually catching up with ourselves and say, okay, let's, let's scale back 
and, and talk about how we can enjoy some of the advances technology has brought us, but also consume mindfully so that we're not hurting ourselves, we're not hurting others, and we're not hurting the planet. And that's all about mindfulness. And like I said, when I grew up, I was eating all the things. I'm a Southern <laughs> girl. You know, I, I, I thought, you know, healthy a little bit of a little bit of meat, a little bit of bread, a little bit of green, and yeah. then and tie a little bone in, I'm good to go. And I had no idea the chemicals and hormones mm, and toxins. I had no idea yeah. of the chemtrails. So there was so much that I was able to, to learn. And so now my goal with my life and let your fears make you fierce is unpacking all of these, even emotional trauma. I had no idea I was experiencing emotional trauma as a little girl. I didn't, I had no idea what was happening. So now that I've been able to study with some of the the greatest spiritual leaders and teachers and mystics in the world, in addition to my upbringing with a strong foundation in spirituality and, and, and oneness, now I'm able to put that all together and help people unpack, okay, compassionately, based on where we're at right now, how can we live compassionately? How can we live mindfully? And how can we take what we've had and take the good from it, but leave the toxic? Mm, I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. So there's something that is like, you know, inside me that's screaming to be addressed, which is basically the idea of like fierceness and compassion and not two things that are normally put together in the same sentence. You're holding quite a, quite a bold, you know, soft space at the same time. Right. I think it's so important because I am a very compassionate person. Mm. And in that compassion, and I think a lot of people who make these discoveries of like, okay, the benefits of a plant-based diet and the benefits of hugging and the benefits of connecting with each other and showing each other love, we're very soft-spoken, timid, like, you know, let everyone get there when they, when they get there and it's okay, you know. Mm. But where the fierceness comes in is standing for what you believe in and not being afraid to speak up for what is right because the toxic is speaking real loud. There are loud toxicity has a voice and it is in the office. You know, it's all in the government and toxicity is loud. So if we are going to make an imprint, and this is something I honestly, I wrote the book for myself as well as others, because I know that I have to use my voice and share the knowledge that I've grasped and not be so timid and scared. Oh, I'm going to hurt someone. I'm going to hurt someone's feeling, or I'm going to rub someone the wrong way. It's like, no, you know what is right and know what is true. So speak it. It will fall on in the ears that it needs to fall on and it could change their lives. And that message could change someone else's life. So the fierceness is not being afraid to speak up for what is right to speak up with how people should honor their body and only put clean food in their body. Speak up on the fact that we should honor animals and plants and really not over consume one or the other and consume more mindfully, which is going to be healthier for us and healthier for Mother Earth. And with all of the toxins coming in, learning that we must pay attention to what we're consuming and we must detox our body from the toxic thoughts and the toxic music and we have to create more mindfully we have to start to create more mindfully things like the tesla and it's like yes we want to get from point a to point b but how can we get there more mindfully 
boom, you have the Tesla. You're still driving. It's not like, okay, no one drive because you're trying to save the planet. I'm not saying go from zero to hero. I'm saying somewhere in between. Like, we're, we're, we, we want to fly. We want to move. We want to travel. But my God, we want to go to the grocery store. We want to use the bag. Okay, not a plastic box. But can we get a canvas bag that we can take back each time we go? Mm-hmm. And not only does that cut down on our waste, it all it also makes it easier to carry, you know, more convenient for the checkout person. Now the store doesn't have to buy a million bags. You know, mm-hmm. it, it works for everybody. So it's really about, you know, again, not being perfect, but doing the best we can. Every single person doing the best we can. And in that compassion, when you learn it, you share it and be fierce in your sharing, meaning don't be too timid not to share, but also compassionate to where you're not sharing and, and shaming mm. and making someone wrong because they're eating meat, making someone feel bad because they're using a plastic bag. I mean, everyone starts somewhere. And that's why compassion and fierceness definitely go hand in hand in my life. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. There's a couple of things that were like permeating as you were sharing that for me, like by faith, I'm a Sikh. And there's this whole ideology around being the warrior saint. Um, mm. And just this, this one of these quotes on a podcast that I did recently from a very dear brother of mine, Skip Kelly. He's uh, also connected to Mind Valley. He does this, he's got this quote, which is like, his mission is to wage peace. And just the way he puts that sounds very much like the way you're approaching, approaching compassion with fierceness you know it's like waging peace like actually getting active about the peace getting like fierce about like taking like charge towards compassion and something i found consistently in like my one-on-one coaching that comes up is you know i try not to let people off the hook too much but at the same time the question that i ask them is like did you stand a chance you know like there is so much media marketing like thankfully touch wood it's 2019 almost 2020 and there's people like yourself and myself with the ability to create free media and like promote ideas around things that you know we believe uplifting right but for a long time there there was just all this like fear mongering just being channeled and pumped into everybody and like a classic example like where I used to live there used to be this massive billboard of this gentleman and this woman in like her bikini and his underwear and I'm like doesn't it nobody in a four kilometer radius looks like that right but that's the model and ideology of like beauty that is pumped into people and i'm like did you stand a chance do you know what i mean like there is so much that is being fed to you that this is how you should be this is what society demands of you um but again with that compassion of like everybody somewhere you know and it's just a matter of like just accepting yourself and going on that journey which i think segues into something i really wanted to have a chat to you about just because guys follow her there is such amazing content being poured out like your instagram page is truly inspirational um but the conversation around self-love um i think is something that was just dying to be had in this space so you know i think leaning into that like what was your journey with self-love because as you said you know you're from the south a very different climate and now you know you've built this life um for yourself and i can only imagine that would have taken some degree of self-acceptance self-love self-compassion can you tell us a little bit about your story and how that self-love has played into that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Absolutely. I mean, I, I come from the South. I'm a Southern girl. And, you know, I was raised, you know, Southern Baptist Christian. And, you know, I, I grew up feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner, you know, and I'm a bad person. And, you know, even though I try to be good, I'm still going to do some bad things. And, and, you know, I felt a lot of shame mm-hmm. around, you know, trying my best. But then when I, when I did something like I got in a fight or if I said something bad, you know, and it, it was like a lot of shame around it. it wasn't like acceptance. It was like, Oh, well, you know, um, that's, that's really bad, you know? And, you know, it really affected me in a way that not only made me judge myself very strongly and be afraid to express myself fully in situations, but it also, however you judge yourself, you're also judging other people. So I also pass that judgment along to other people. And it really, I feel like, um, affected my relationships growing up. I wasn't compassionate for myself. I really hold, hold, held myself to a high standard. And so with that, the benefit, because I feel like there's duality in life. There's always the good and the bad of any coin that you flip, you know? So the good of it was like, oh, I, 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 I was so hard on myself, you know, and so consistent and I worked so hard. I became a very, I'm very successful in what I do because I worked hard and I've worked hard since I was a little girl because that was ingrained to my brain. And the flip side of that is I had very little compassion. I suffered from a lot of just self-judgment, eating disorders, um, not really loving myself um, because of how I was treated in school. Growing up in Tennessee, it was just black and white. And, you know, my skin, not really being in advanced classes where I was the only person that looked like me and being, you know, kind of like on the outside. And then going to my community of people that do look like me, but still being outside because I was in advanced classes, you know? And so it was like, um, it was very tough for me to feel like I belong. And I'm tall, like I'm almost six feet. So I'm, I'm 5'11". So, you know, I just did not fit in. I have huge feet. I wear a size 10 shoes. So it's like, you know, so even when you try to hang out for people, like I had one friend tell me in college, she was like, I just don't like going out with you because you're so tall and all the guys look at you. And I'm like, girl, you're so beautiful. Like, what are you talking about? I feel like everyone's looking at you. But it, it just shows that it's just like when you're different, Um, you know, it's really hard. Um, and I think everyone feels like that in different areas of their life. Like I just don't fit in. I just don't fit them all. I don't fit in. And when you grow up around that, around that, it with a lot of like, you know, criticism. So my family, my dad was really strict and he really held us, you know, I got whoopings when I grew up. And so that affected me in a specific fit. A specific way because I felt like, okay, well, you know, if I do something wrong, then I deserve to be punished. Mm. So I would punish myself and that's not self-love. I wasn't mm. compassionate with myself. I didn't give myself a try to grow and experience without punishing and shaming myself for it. So I had to learn now when I do something that's out of alignment with love, just ask my question, why did you do that? How do you feel? 
How do you want to feel? How do you want to move forward? And so it's more of like a talking to an understanding rather than a judgment and a punishing and realizing that we all deserve that type of compassion. Like no matter the toxicity that's out there, we shouldn't go to these ways and like, why are you doing this? You're a terrible person. No, why are you doing this? Let's talk about some options that you have instead of this. What do you think about this option? What do you think about that option? And just have a conversation. And so one of the things that I try to do like in my yoga teacher trainings and retreats is just have conversations with people without judgment because I know how it feels to judge yourself harshly Mm. and judge other people harshly. And I know it's much better if we're compassionate and loving and we say, okay, let's ask yourself, where is this feeling coming from? Why are we doing what we do? And is there any other options that are going to be better for us, better for others and better for the planet? And then move in that direction. And I feel like when issues are looked at with compassion, then it's more an opportunity for all of us to evolve in a very loving way. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. The question that's emerging for me in this space is um, somewhat personal of nature, but you know, I've got this, I've, I've always had this curiosity and I, I feel uh, comfortable asking you this. I hope it's okay. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, you're facilitating a lot of this work on, on your retreats and in your one-on-ones as well. And I often dance with this because sometimes it's very easy to give advice. I know this from like my own life and, you know, um, but I also, in some way when you're holding space and facilitating, you can only, there's also this idea that I have that perhaps you can only take people as deep as you yourself have, have got. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like when you're in your, like, you know, having to do the work yourself to be able to like help people through their journey in terms of going, going through their work. Cause it seems like you've been through quite the journey. <laughs> Yeah, I've been through a lot. And it does, when you've been through what they've been through, it does facilitate uh, a level of compassion and a level of relatability and understanding. Mm. But as a teacher, I also know that it's not me, it's them. And it's me as a guide and a teacher asking the questions that I need to ask to lead them to their own answer, not my answer and not what I would do for my life. But my goal as a teacher and a guide is to lead other people to their own answers. So it's about me more so asking the right questions. Mm. So therefore, I don't have to have the same experience uh, as them or be able to relate to them to lead them to their own authentic answer. Mm. When did you realize you were a teacher? Tell me about that moment. Oh my God. I think my dad, I I, I talk about this story in my book and it's so funny because I was a little girl and my dad's like, you're going to be a teacher. And I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. I want to be a physical therapist. I want to be like a nurse. I want to do all these other things except for being a teacher. Being a teacher is boring and compassion for all the teachers out there because first of all, I have the most respect and I am a teacher, which is the funny part. But I just felt like, you know, it was just not going to be fun being a teacher. So I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not being a teacher. Everything but a teacher. But he saw at a young age how I would like to get information shared with my brothers and sisters. The church I was going to, I'd read the information. Did you guys read this? Read this. And how does that make you feel? Like, I have been doing this since I was a little girl and able to read. And I took on to reading really quickly. Um, I was doing oratorical contests when I was, you know, in high school, like why it's important to go to college and all this naturally I did. So honestly, I didn't know, but my father knew and he told me at a very young age. And I think when I knew a little bit, I didn't know my path was going to be this. Cause like you said earlier, we we're all just figuring it out as we go. And you never know. You just have to follow your heart and let, and, and trust that where it leads you is the right place. But, um, I remember doing 
shadowing. And for those who don't know what shadowing is, it's where you go to different jobs and you go like to a nurse's job and see what they're doing and ask them questions. And then, um, so I shadowed a nurse and I shadowed a teacher and I shadowed a lot of different people. And it was two things. Either they love their job and they're not making enough money or they're making enough money and they're not having enough time with their family. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to make a decent income and I want to have time to love on my family and have fun at the same time. So the first person that I shadowed that I felt like had this beautiful balance of making a decent income and also having time to do the things that they love was a personal trainer. Ah. So I was like, I'm going to do that. And I had ran track, um, during, um, high school and, um, I, I love, I love that. And I love, you know, staying fit and active. So I gained a lot of insight on physical fitness and, um, ended up, you know, getting, my degree in exercise science. And so I was like, I, w- I want to be a personal trainer because they help people, which I wanted to help people. But when I shadowed the nurse, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm empathic and I'm very sensitive. So when I went in the hospital, I took on that energy of sadness and, and death and I could not take it. I can handle it, you know? And so, um, I was like, I definitely want to be in prevention. But then when I shout out the physical therapist, they were like, I'm working all these hours, making this good money, but never have time for my kids or my loved one. And yeah, just think about that. It's a trade-off. You know, I was like, ooh, yeah, that sounds cool. But yeah, I I am a people person and I love my family, even though I live miles away from them. Um, I'm really a a family-oriented person. I still have dinners with my friends and spend time with them. Um, and, And human connection means a lot to me. So when I when I shout out this uh, personal trainer and they were telling me about their life, they get to you know touch, feel, and help people every single day, and they get time. They get to make their own schedules so they can schedule like fun times and time with their family and their loved ones. I was like, that's me. That's let's do it. And so the first job I had was working at the YMCA, mm. and I was the personal trainer. And I love kids, so I also mm. work with their kids fit program, and it was the best job I could have ever had. It set me up for everything that I'm doing now. So that's when I knew uh, that I was going to be a teacher. Yo. (laughs) So I just want to tune in on that. And just for those that are listening in, like, you know, thank you so much for sharing that because I, you know, there's this one thing that's been really prevalent for me recently. Like, you know, I kind of reflect back on my journey in terms of like going into the path of becoming, you know, going to school, getting really good grades, becoming really good at maths and physics and sciences, becoming an engineer and just going on that path for myself. And then, you know, finding all these other creative aspects down the track. Um, and I kind of never stopped to ask and look forward and even just ask questions of the people that were already in the space ahead of me. And you've taken that to like an even greater level of mastery by not just asking questions of people in the space ahead of you, um, but actually shadowing. I think this is like a really, like really awesome thing, like really awesome concept for those that are listening. This is really powerful stuff. Like for me personally, now if I go into a venture or if I think about investing in something, I go find someone that's already invested in that space. And I just like take them out to coffee and I'm like, Hey, like, tell me about the pros and cons. Do you have any regrets any what are the what are the plus sides um and i get a lot out of these one conversations but you actually invested your time and energy to shadow people that is such profound i love that i really love that i think it's the best thing that you can do especially if you're um in college and you're graduated or if you want to be a new entrepreneur or if you're stepping into any you want to become a homeowner or you want to start dancing literally you want to start art singing whatever whatever it is you want to get into go hang out with someone who's already doing it and kind of get the pros and the cons because 
everything has duality. There's a flip side to every coin. So get it and see like, hey, are you okay with the good and the bad? Because that's the thing, even in relationships, no relationships are perfect, but are you cool with the person that you want to be? Are you cool with their light in the dark? You know, we all have those annoying things that we do, you know, are you cool with them when everything is up? But are you cool when, you know, they like, you know, chew with their mouth open or like, you know, grind their teeth when they sleep, you know, like all those little things are so important. You, know, you kind of have to like get in there and, and just, just experience and then decide like, is this something that I'm okay with the duality of it? You know, am I okay? And, and now, you know, went from being a personal trainer to a life coach, because when I was personal training, I'd have clients to say, you know, I don't want to work out today. I just want to talk to you. And I realized I love listening to people's story and again, guiding them to their own authentic solution. And I, I realized that that's a gift, you know? And so I, I got my life coaching certification and now moving from, I built my, my following online, you know, I got my yoga certification because yoga healed me from a track injury in college. And then I was like, oh, this yoga is amazing mentally, spiritually, physically. It's Yo. keeping me at a 10, you know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing this yoga thing. So I got my certification in that. And now for the last decade, just bringing those together and becoming a thought leader where I'm sharing what I've learned in the last decade of how we can, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And if we can tap in to that spiritual experience, not only can we heal a lot of things going physically, but we can connect with each other, have compassion and be able to vibrate at a higher frequency, a more conscious frequency. So now shifting, you know, from the yoga teacher into the thought leader and, you know, having a book that came out in June, mm. it's a whole nother transition. And so I've talked to, you know, uh, Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith about, okay, how is this space? Like, what yeah. do I expect? <laughs> Every time that you make that decision to grow up or level up, if you will, into that next version of yourself, it's good to have these conversations and really see if this is the move that you want to make. Mm, I love that. I love that. And how special is agape? Just a nonsense. Oh, oh man. Agave is so special. It was that spiritual place that I went when I was I was searching and you know, I had a lot of questions and I remember going into the service and and hearing um Reverend Michael speaking like, Oh yes, that is what my soul has been telling me. That makes sense. Yes. And I felt so good. I looked around me, it was so diverse, you know, diversity um, meant a lot to me growing up again in the South and being black and white and seeing so many people of so many different nationalities um was beautiful to my soul because it reminded me that we are different but it's not it's not, we don't have to just focus on our differences we can also focus on how we are alike respecting our differences acknowledging and celebrating our differences and also breathing into how we are one how we are connected mm-hmm. and how we can all use that beauty of both sides of the coin to bring us together in love yeah, I deeply respect the work that's there and exactly what you mentioned. Like it forms such a bedrock to a lot of the work that Mind Valley is offering around the world and being able to travel around the world, deliver seminars, um, yeah, for Mind Valley on behalf of Mind Valley and uh, speaking to that content. It's it's just such a blessing to be able to hold, I guess, that frequency. Let's let's call it that way. Like I'm off to deliver a seminar in, in even in India next uh, next month, and that's a real blessing as well because India's got such a special place in my heart. It's where my roots are. But I guess that kind of leads into my next question which is Koya like following you there's such an amazing like there's so much bubbling in this space that is like hey like yes lots of compassion yes fierceness 
you have off days. I know you do. I have them too. <laughs> what gets you <laughs> through your challenging moments? Like, is it breath work? Is it your yoga? Is it a mixture or do you just tune in? Like, tell me what's in there. What's yeah, that some of us can tune into that can learn from you. Right. It's, it's all of it. You know, I use all of the tools in the bucket, especially when I'm having off day, because, you know, I, I'm paid to stay on, you know, and and I got to show up because I give people inspiration to keep going. So, um, for me, it's about a daily practice. And I think it should be for everyone because we all are here to shine mm-hmm. like the sun in the daytime and like the moon in the darkness. So in the light and the darkness, we can still shine. And I think when I'm having a dark time and I'm in the darkness, it's remembering that I can still shine in the darkness. And that looks like, first of all, acknowledging where the pain is, mm-hmm. acknowledging the anger, acknowledging the first, I am frustrated. This is really frustrating for me. Like I am so not happy about <laughs> this. And I, I, I'm so one thing that gets me is just, you know, social injustices all around the world. People, mm-hmm. people, um, being killed and people being torn away from their family, people being shot, police brutality, all that stuff. Just ooh, like in my heart space, you know, mm. just like, I can barely breathe sometimes. I'm just like, you know, and it's hard for me to watch and, um, you know, when I get in these places where I can feel it, again, the sensitivity and feeling it at every cell in my body, I have to, the biggest thing that helps me is, is the breath work. Just, it's okay. You are love. Love is real. How can we breathe into this? And first of all, take care of self, release this trauma from your body. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is real. Yes, you are experiencing it because I'm connected. We're all connected. So if one person has experienced trauma, we all are experienced trauma. But people don't understand to get rid of that trauma, we first have to release that trauma from ourselves. And when we hear it, when we see it, we take on some of that trauma. So the breath work to remove that trauma is the first thing that I do every single day because, again, I'm connected to social media, my friends reaching out, sharing things with me. I'm connected to it every single day. Um, And so I do breath work. When it gets really heavy, I do more breath work. So my breath work every day is like at least 10 minutes. Um, And when I have something heavy, I make it longer. I've done it for like an hour before. Mm. So, and then I usually do my yoga practice. Again, I'm still breathing to do that. And so what breath work does is oxygenating the cells and moving that toxic energy through your lymphatic system because every thought and feeling it's also impressing on us in a physical way as well. So it's about moving that, that toxic energy, those toxic emotions out of the body. So that's number one uh, with, with breath work and yoga. And then meditation is where I sit and I ask the universe, mm. what can I do? how can I use my life for good? And that's where the fierceness comes in. <laughs> you know, it's just like, and once I get that download, okay, this is what you can do in this situation. You can write about it. You can post about it. You can don't, you can do, you know, you just get all these downloads of, and I call them divine downloads of what you can do to make a difference. And when you do that thing, you're going to feel a relief because we're not going to wake up tomorrow and all the pain and suffering is going to be gone. But what we can do, the more we are all breathing into doing whatever we can, it will become, I do believe it will become less and less. And the more that we spread this fierceness and love at doing something about it, not just knowing it, not just saying, okay, it's there and there's nothing I can do about it. That's not true. There is something each Mm -hmm. and every one of us can do. First, release the trauma from our body. So we don't hold on to it and we're not going out there angry because, you know, you know, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. 
you know, said Martin Luther King Jr. And I am a firm believer in that. So we have to release this anger, toxicity, and frustration from our body and move forward in love. What can I do? How can I use my gifts and talents and being for love and to breathe some love into this, to this situation? So I believe that that's really important when you have a dark time, love, get loved up. You know, my <laughs> it's called get loved up. And our pillars are love yourself, which is mm. focused on self-love and mental health. Mm. And then love others, which is focused on social justice and, and connection and oneness. And then love the planet, which is focused on eco-friendly living and loving mother earth. So those three pillars are what we breathe into. Um, and that's how you, how you get loved up, but it starts with the self-love and self-care. So you're coming from this compassionate place because if you're coming from an angry place, it can go down the <laughs> real, 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 real yeah. quick. Your anger can so, be your strength, um, but it only goes so far. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how I deal with my own toxicity. And I experience it all the time. I experience mm. it on a weekly basis, sometimes daily basis. I mean, Mercury is in retrograde. So, mm. you know, I got to be like, okay, Mercury is my friend. And it's showing me how to be present and be patient when there's frustrations, when there's schedule changes like we had today. Mm. Be patient, breathe through it whole space, create another time that you can connect, you know, and it just gives you more, again, compassion. Mm. But if you're frustrated, like, oh, why didn't this happen on time? My time is important. Screw that. It's yeah. off, you know, <laughs> a whole another way it can be handled. Mm. But when you come at it with compassion, do I have the space and time? How am I feeling right now? Can I hold space in this way? Mm. It just really does help people connect and have compassion for one another. Because again, we're all doing the best we can. Even the people that you think are really toxic and doing really hateful things in the world, they have a, they might have more healing to do, mm. but still, I believe it's possible. Mm. That touches on something I wanted to ask you, you know, like, and I consistently dance with this as well. And I'm, you know, I'm picking apart some of the cha most challenging questions that I've got of myself. And I really just want to take my hat off just that we have this yummy connection space here to have these conversations. Um, that, you know, there's this challenge of like that sits with me a lot that is, you know, yes, there is so much space that, you know, for healing that is, you know, for the individual. Um, and I really want to just honor that, that, you know, what you just shared is like, you can't really serve others unless you serve yourself first is one of the most profound things that I've had to learn. Um, fill your own cup up and then whatever's overflowing from there, serving from there is a really strong, solid, good place to serve from. And in that there's like so much space to like heal and, you know, rejoin things and reconnect to yourself. But then in another aspect of it, like, I think you touched on the duality before in this dual universe. Like we are innately like perfect in all our cracks and everything as well. You know, like the cracks, as Rumi said, is where the light gets in, you know, and it's these two like really interesting juxtapositions. Do you feel that in your, like, do you contemplate that? Do you feel that sometimes? <laughs> like, um, like it's, the question again, am I, am I yeah. okay with like the dark and okay with the frustration and the anger and things like that? I just find it challenging sometimes myself to sort of sit with like these two opposing, what seem like opposing ideas to me. Do they seem like opposing ideas to you? And that like innately we are all divine, divinely createdly perfect gifts, right? Like we're amazing. Each individual is a package that is just incredible. Like it's a miracle, right? That we're here breathing, even the fact that you and I get to have this conversation, right? So there's that perfectness to everything, but then there is such a need to heal as well. So it's like, 
everything is perfect, but then it also needs healing as well, you know, and I often sit there and reflect on that. And I just, it just makes me wonder, you know, like, do I need healing or am I just perfect in all my broken ways as well? You know, and it's this real, there's like a dance between the two. And I, I, I guess it's just one of those things that I've just sort of surrendered into the mystery of it all. But um, yeah, I just, I just was just curious to ask your opinion on it. <laughs> I think it's a great question, actually. And when I breathe into it and think about it, I feel like, yes, we are all made perfect. Um, and if you think about it, think about a home, if you will. Like you have the home, it's there, it's clean, it's fresh, it's new. And then as you start putting things in the home, it starts to get filled with all of the energy that you put into it. Mm. So what was this pristine home? It, it can solely get toxic if you bring a lot of stuff and then you're hoarding and then you're not getting rid of. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So yes, do I believe we all are, are made perfect? Absolutely. But I believe, and, and even though there are toxins in the house, the house has not changed. It's mm. still perfect. So when it comes to that, and that's why the breathwork and yoga is, is, is important to remove the toxicity so that you can clean out your house. Mm. So I can't just say like someone that's killing someone and chopping someone's head off and like abusing people, you know, yes, they have this perfect house, but it's full of so much toxic, so much pain, so much healing that needs to happen. Mm. It's, it's not healthy. Right. Mm. And so that they might need a little bit more cleaning out or detoxing than person that has is daily working on. Oh, let's sweep it up. Let's not collect too many things. Let's not hoard. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. house doesn't change. We're all spiritual beings having this human experience and this human experience is, is what we're all, all sharing. Right. So what is, what is perfect is, is the spirit, is this oneness. Mm. Um, but what can become toxic is our mind, our body, our, and then things like that, it really affects us. And that's why meditation is important. So you can all connect with this. We can all connect with the spirit. And that's what I feel like connects us all. And that is our perfect house that we have to sweep out and use it as a broom, if you will, to sweep out our mind and to sweep out our body and connect with that divine oneness so that we keep our house clean. Oh, that, makes sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That is a really epic metaphor. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm glad I asked that question. Um, Me too, because that just that was a divine download. That was a download. <laughs> we're we're, we're doing it. Here we go. <laughs> <We're doing it. laughs> Another question that I had um, specifically of you in the space that you're holding um, is this. I've got a word for it, but I don't really know how to frame this around a question. So if you bear with me, the word is continuity, right? Um, because A, you're holding space for yoga and like the trauma and the breath work in your body. Then there's also the meditation space that you're holding for mindfulness in the mind. Then I also know you're a massive advocate for plant-based diet, right? And so then you're also like, you know, social injustice. And then, so there's this like continuity. And I think you touched on it early on in the episode, like what's good for me is what's good for others is what's good for the planet, you know? And I love that that is such a deep part, part of your ethos. And that thread that like continues, like as within, so without, you know, that whole conversation, it, it, it's so easy to sort of just frame it as that, like, yeah, as within, so without, as above, so below, you know, it's so easy to say, but really to take responsibility and charge of that um, is is no small feat, I guess, is the, is, is the way I'd like to articulate that. And just the space that you're holding in order of like really taking responsibility 
on that late on that journey of like being continuously like finding the path of okay this is what it means to walk with honor with respect with love um i just want to acknowledge that and then just ask about you know your journey on that path well thank you for acknowledging that first of all and you know it's a continual journey i am a teacher but i am always a student mm-hmm. i'm learning so much every single day that is adding to my, I call it a love bank, you know, the things that I reach and get to like love myself up with. And I think that's what we're here for to explore and also to share with one another what we're both getting out of our human experience so that we can both experience the world in happiness and unity together. And so I I feel that, you know, these challenges happen, if you will, to make us stronger. And if we really are connected to, okay, I am love. And that is who I am. And when we're challenged, not feel like, oh, we're a bad person or what did I do to deserve this? No, things happen to people all the time, like mentally, physically, spiritually, in all the different realms, emotionally, right? And it's all about saying, oh, okay, why did this happen? And where do I want to move because of this? What is this trying to teach me, if you will? And if we're here for the lessons, I feel like life uh, gives us a lot of metaphors and lessons, if you will. And so I'm a a student of life. I just love discovering life and listening to stories and, and, and allowing other people's experiences to nurture me because I am a teacher, but I, I'm always learning from, you know, this interview, you know, we got a divine download of like this <laughs> beautiful true. metaphor of how to explain mm. why, you know, we are all perfect beings, but we, we just get toxic and mm. at different levels, you know, and how we can hold space for each other to do the work, to clean out, because the more that we do the work, you know, with ourselves and do the work with each other, we're going to have a cleaner world, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I, I just think that being committed to that, that continual Mm -hmm. work with myself and encouraging that continual work with others is making the planet a better place. If I just did it myself, okay, I'm in my bubble, I'm doing it myself, but what, I can't walk outside or I can't go home with my family. And then also realizing that we're all at different levels. Every house looks different. Somehow it's going to be a little more cluttered. Somehow it's going to, but just acknowledging your house and that's, and that's good. And we might not talk about cleaning house today. We might just, I might just enjoy you and your mess. And you <laughs> might enjoy me and my mess. And that's okay. You know, and I think, yeah. you know, really, again, not shaming or guilting someone on how the house is looking, if, it, if it's broken down. But when someone reaches out to me and say, Help me clean my house. I'm abs- I'm like absolutely. I thought you'd never ask me. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. But I'm be thinking. I'm just here for people when they're ready. You yeah. know, I, I've learned. Trust me, I didn't start out like this. Especially when they, <laughs> they died, and you learn how we're dying. I went home and I took all the toxic food out of my my parents' cabinet and threw it in the trash. Yeah. So I wasn't always this mindful, but mm. I've grown and I've matured, and I realized that you know when people are you know when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, mm. and I'm that teacher that will appear when anyone is ready, um, but not forcing um, the way I live and the way I run my house on anyone else, but just inviting people to my house and to my reality and sharing 
when they ask or when they're ready, but learning how to have compassion for people where they are with what they have. Um, I think that's very important, especially us as, as thought leaders and teachers to really, again, have that compassion to love people where they're at. And I think that compassion is going to help more people make their own decision to clean house. Um, a lot sooner than, than the shaming will, because I think the shaming is actually toxic as well. Sister, <laughs> I love the fierce <laughs> compassion. That is just, yeah, that is huge. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Can I ask a question about your inspirations? Is one of your deepest inspirations obviously to keep your house uh, as clean and tidy as possible? Or is also one of your inspirations the fact that this is so much bigger than you? Because as I'm hearing you share, like, you know, the work is doing it on ourselves is also having the ripple effect on everyone else and the, the fact that it is a bigger picture. And I think for me, like I know some days like the inspired evolution can be, you know, some days it's much easier and it's in flow and it's like, yeah. And then some days it's like, whoa, but it's like, okay, Rasta, this is bigger than you. Keep going. Here we go. Settle up, you know? So yeah, just a question around that. Like what inspires you to keep going on this path to this? Cause you were speaking really deeply to that fierce compassion, but also commitment. So what keeps your commitment far? just burning mm, you're a great interviewer that's a really great question and I I feel like I definitely feel like it's way bigger than me mm. you know you know all this is not gonna ha- happen in my lifetime probably but you know I work on you know trauma um, that I've experienced I do deep meditation sulfasia meditations I listen to binaural beats and I, I try to you know, clean the trauma out of my DNA from things like, you know, abuse, um, physical abuse, um, slavery, like a lot of things that my ancestors have experienced, you know, even my, my parents have experienced. So I am doing that work right now with myself and with others, because, you know, when I do leave this human experience, I want to leave a legacy that lives on beyond me. So again, if we're this oneness, we're all here just to do the best that we can while we're here, but I'm not taking among myself, like, you know, I'm not going to solely save the world. You know, I'm just Mm going to hopefully, um, give more than I take and hopefully add a little more love and compassion to the world while I'm here. And also realizing that, you know, cause I think some people that I meet, it's like, we're, we're, pushing so hard it actually takes away from our health but i do think we're here to enjoy as well like after i get done with this interview i'm gonna go do some acro and i'm gonna go play with my friends and again that's something i had to learn too because at one point i was working so hard at being successful and i gotta do this and i gotta make the post and i gotta say the things and i gotta (laughs) oh my god there's no time to sleep you know and it's like whoa 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 like you want to be healthy in this physical body you have to sleep six to eight hours a day um you have have to make time for meals or at least drink something, you know, mm. <laughs> have a smoothie or something. Mm. Take your herbs, take your vitamins, keep yourself healthy so that you can go out and be an evangelist and you can speak and you can share because otherwise, if you work too hard, you're going to be up in the bed with mm. some tissue, you know, broken <laughs> down or in the hospital suffering from adrenal fatigue. So I had to learn that beautiful word called balance mm. and realize it's not going to all be done in my lifetime, but I can make a huge imprint with my life, with my voice, with everything that I'm doing, but make time for play and make time to enjoy and make time to just, just be, because I don't think it's, it's, we have to go to war and be warring all day long. 
couple hours at war, <laughs> that fierce war of love, right? A couple hours of play, a couple of hours of rest and rejuvenation. Um, connection is really important, connecting with each other, not worrying about, I mean, who cleans their house all day long? Who cleans their house and other people's houses all day long? Those of you do that like <laughs> yeah. once a week. So it's necessary, but yeah. it's not necessary 24 hours a day, you know, no. not even 12 hours a day. You Don't know, forget we have to enjoy to, the clean we, space. Yeah, exactly. We have to enjoy the clean space. I love that. <laughs> we have to enjoy the work that we're yeah. doing and really um, connect with each other and enjoy our work, enjoy the fruits of our labor. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I am interested in just making sure that, you know, like I'm trying to keep it tight, but there's so much I want to talk to you about. <laughs> so, <laughs> just before we do start weaving out of the conversation, is there anything that is like you're burning to share in this in uh, at the present moment? Oh, I think you pulled out so many nuggets. <laughs> I mean, you pulled out all the truth out of me as you got it in my head. So great. Um, I would just say, you know, start with where you are. Every person listening just realize that, you know, you are beautiful, you are worthy, and you are enough. I think sometimes, um, you know, being an adventurous, being a high achiever, um, even sometimes, you know, currently, um, I have the feeling of like, even though I have a book and I got to do more, I got to do more, you know, I got to make a difference, right? And I can get a little bit concerned with doing more and I have to stop myself and reel back in and be like, no, I am a love. Go play. Mm-hmm. Go have some time. So I think that that's what I want people to leave, just knowing that do the best you can and know that you are enough. You don't have to do a million things to be great. You can just love. Mm-hmm. You can just love yourself, love others, and love the planet the best as you can, and that's enough for today. <sighs> I love that. Thank you. So for those that are tuning in that want to tune in, tune in with Koya, what's the best way? You have an amazing website. Um, I know Instagram is really strong, very easy to follow you there. Um, and for those that are tuning in, please just, just do yourself a favor. Go check out the Instagram. Um, is, are these the best places to connect with you? Is there some place that you'd recommend? Absolutely. Koyaweb.com. You can, you can find all my online content. I have online courses of meditation, breath work, yoga, self-care, recipes, herbs, like everything that I do, I provide. Also my book, get a copy of my book because in my book, I include all the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the meditations, the yoga, my nutrition plan, um, the self-assessments that I do on a regular basis, like checking in with my limiting beliefs, checking in with my goals, um, balancing my chakras, like all the things that I, I do to help keep me in a healthy place. Because again, especially working with a lot of people, I get thrown off constantly. Constantly, I have to reel back and balance my chakras, balance my spiritual energy. And so I would say definitely the book. And if you're not getting books like me, get the audio. I did an audio <laughs> just because I have thousands and thousands of books so i have the book and the audio and i think everyone should own a copy and it's like a workbook you'll do work and it's fun and you get i even have my playlist in there you can get like (laughs) grinding on some of my music and dance every day um so i think that you know on the website and you know if you feel like seeing seeing and meeting me in person i have retreats all year round i have a yoga teacher training coming up in december i have a a manifestation retreat in bali Um, December 28th to January 4th. And next year, 2020, I'm going to have a lot of events. So come see me, come hug me. Let's share space and have a conversation. But 
yeah, um, I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And for those tuning in, there's also like just uh, the other piece that was dropping in for me was, you know, uh, even YouTube. Like I found it really epic just finding your videos on YouTube. And, you know, like a lot of people put out a lot of content that is beneficial for them to inspire the people that they want to connect with. Koya's not just doing that, right? She's creating like, okay, before I go to bed, this is what I do. <laughs> right? Like all these little bits and pieces in your day-to-day, like really integratable nuggets um, that are just the, some of the mundane stuff and really like up-leveling that stuff as well. It's, it's some really cool stuff. So do check her out on YouTube as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. And the Get Loved Up podcast almost. (laughs) There's so much good stuff happening in this space. (laughs) Yeah. So check out the podcast as well. And um, so I just want to take this moment, this opportunity to really thank you for your time, your energy, your presence, your openness and your transparency here today. Um, You know, I think transparency is probably a big word. And what I'm really taking away for myself from this podcast is I think there's a lot of content that was shared that was really, really epic and really amazing. And also the metaphor of like, really like the the metaphor of the house and, you know, like working through all of that was really profound for me. But in your presence, what I'm really like um, is really sitting really deep with me is the fact that we can have a conversation around traumas, around toxicity with such little charge. You know, that for me is just reflecting the the real pure space that, you know, you're holding um, and the real work that has gone into just actually loving your fears. You know, that is like, because fears have that charge and I know it, you know, like I can feel it and just the, the work you've done in that space. And I'm just really grateful for that. And that really speaks to me of why you're such an advocate for compassion um, and why you're such a fierce advocate for compassion. So yeah, I really want to thank you for being here today and also thanking you for all the body of work that you've done on yourself to get us to this conversation here today. So thank you for showing up, sister. Thank you so much. And I always like to say fear is your friend. It's Mm. just showing you places within yourself, others, and the world that needs more love. Mm. Oh. Oh, (laughs) Thank you. Hey tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.